quack, 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 quack. The Mighty Ducks, the podcast where we discuss the 1996 Disney hockey sequel, D3 The Mighty Ducks, five minutes at a time. I'm your host, Blake. Let me bring on my all-star guest for this week's show, Nate Ridley from the Off Five podcast. Nate, welcome back. Thank you. I'm excited to talk about D3 Mighty Ducks, the college years. The co- well, the high school years, actually, we're covering. This is high school. That's oh, the really? craziest part of high school. <laughs> A crazy high school. Know, this is the weirdest high school I've ever, I've ever seen. Yeah, he made it very clear this is definitely high school because he's 14. Charlie is oh my. 14 years old in this movie. How old is the actor? Um, well, I, as I've been joking around, he's a year out from being Pacey Witter. So, you know, you're out. So, as I've been joking around about it, because as we continue this movie, I've been my running gag this entire show that he's becoming more Pacey Witter as the movie continues. <laughs> It's so close to it happening. Because they this is 96, and then a year from now, they think they filmed the pilot for Dawson's Creek. Wow. So, so it's very close. It's very, very tight to that. And I know <laughs> he was only like, I think he was like 18 in the show. So <laughs> so it's crazy. But here we are. What's what's actually I'll ask you, you're I'd be not every season. Thoughts on D3 going back when it first came out and everything. Uh, well, I, I believe I saw this movie for a birthday party. (laughs) Seems like I did. Uh, and, uh, I liked it. I liked watching it. When I go back and watch it, it's kind of a weird vibe tonally. (laughs) It's, it's like more mature in some scenes. And then there's a lot of, uh, wacky, wacky things too. And it's, so I, I don't really know exactly what they were going for but i i haven't revisited as much as the other two but i did rewatch the whole movie recently and yeah. uh and yeah enjoyed watching it but as a kid i think i i still gravitated towards the first two especially the second one so i i just looked it up because i did i didn't know josh jackson is old as my sister which means he is four years older than me <laughs> so that means 96 96 i was in eighth grade so he would have been he would have been in high school, junior year of high school when this movie came out. So okay. about three years older than the character. Not too bad. Not that bad, actually, when you think about it, not that bad. I mean, three year difference. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. It, that, that's new information to me. <laughs> that you asked that question. I had to look it up, but you asked. <laughs> so let's get into the movie. We we pick up our movie where we left off last time, where I, I don't understand what 
what we're doing. Goldberg is doing Julie. This 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 whole storyline, looking at it as an adult, is ridiculous. Like Goldberg is <laughs> trying to get Julie to eat to get her fatter or get her sick or whatever the hell his plan is here, just so he can be in gold. <laughs> the storyline it bothers me now. Like, yeah, it's it's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, as an adult, it really bothers me. <laughs> and it's not really a good prank because it's it's like she doesn't know anything about food he's like you just got to eat lots of donuts and she's like you do and then he's like i'll give you nutritional advice and it's like from you goldberg <laughs> you're going <laughs> why why would i think that you know anything about this and then the only person that's in on it besides goldberg is averman and even he knows it's a terrible idea <laughs> and he's laughing while he tells her <laughs> it's so stupid like <laughs> I, just, I can't get over how ridiculous that is at all. Especially since I almost have a teenage son. So it's like, it's a little ridiculous storyline now. So last episode, I said, coming up is the grossest part of this movie. But before we get to the grossest part of this movie, before <laughs> we get to that, I realized something going into this episode that I have not looked at our three main warriors that we follow around for the entire movie. I have not actually worked out who they are. I haven't done that yet. This is the first time I haven't had a chance to, and here we are. Um, Cole, our big guy, our big dumb oaf that we love making fun of throughout this movie. Um, that's Michael Cutlass, and every, he's been everywhere. <laughs> he's been everywhere. He's been in The Walking Dead. He's been in The Kids All Right. He was in Now 210, Band of Brothers, <laughs> Southland. So, hell of a list of things he's been doing. Um, you play a dumb guy in all those things? I, I don't I don't I know that I've never watched The Walking Dead or anything like that. So and my sister was now 2 and 0. So I have to ask her that one. Like I have to ask her about that one. But like I never watched like I know people watch The Walking Dead and probably recognize them from The Walking Dead. I don't want ever watch The Walking Dead. So, I watched the first four seasons and I don't recognize them, but this is 2014 to 2017. He played Aaron Ford. And it doesn't mean anything to me. So it doesn't mean anything to me. So um Rick, our captain. That is um, Christopher Orr. This is his first role, officially. And he was also in Now 2 and 0 for a while. <laughs> I'm noticing a trend here. <laughs> and then you have Scooter, who is the, the other do- another warrior in speaking time. And I, I was like, why does he look familiar to me? But I'm like, there's no way I know who this is. Well, this is Scott Wilde. Why I know this name is that I talked about him last season. <laughs> last season, was he? he was in D2 as Gunnar Stahl. Oh, he's the he's the captain on yeah. Iceland. He's the captain on Iceland. And he's he wasn't now, a real Icelander. <laughs> yes. So here he is on the Warriors as like the third person in this comedy trio. Like, <laughs> wait, you know what I just figured out? This troop that reminds me of something. It reminds me of the preppy guys in an extremely goofy movie. Ooh, there's like okay. a captain, then there's the big dumb guy tank who's voiced by uh can't remember his name, you know, the guy from Everybody Lives Raymond. <laughs> and it's a very similar vibe where they're like like it's a sports movie, they're really snooty. There's like a little crew of them. And it's Disney. Bradley Uppercrust the third and Tank are the yeah. two I remember. Yeah, and it's Disney, so it all ties together. Yeah. <laughs> um, but besides Gunner stuff, apparently I remember this show happening, but I never watched it. It was called City Guys, it was on NBC. I know I started advertising during Friends, that's why I know it existed. I just never watched it. He apparently was a big star in that show. Um, and it, but the important thing, he, he's a voice actor for for um for um video games. Oh. And he and I just wrote down the list of things that the, rec- the big recognizable ones he's been in. Um, 
He was voices in um, Star Wars The Old Republic series. He's Leonardo in the TMNT Out of the Shadows video game. He was in Legend of the Heroes. He's in Batman Arkham, Arkham Underworld, Final Fantasy XV, God of War, and then the list goes on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> like, that's a big list. <laughs> I guess that makes sense because of his control of his own accent. He probably has a good range of, or good control over his voice for doing yeah. all those different characters. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Like, wow, I, I that, that, that's talent. I think that doing voice acting, especially like jumping around video video games, that, that's pretty talented. So... <laughs> The fact that he's in two duck movies is hysterical to me. <laughs> so let's get back to this scene where, where we last left you. Um, the, uh, Charlie, Russ, and um, Fulton were apparently going after a horse and they didn't really explain anything. <laughs> and we come in and they have, and he's saying how Cole grabs his bag, saying that it's warm brownie, warm, warm brownies. You're not serious in going. <laughs> oh, that's my my mom just made me brownies and they're still warm and now you're gonna eat them. Don't please. Well the fact is the fact is Cole is so stupid because how how they still be warm at lunchtime in the school. Like oh, this is so dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but he grabbed it out. I know the fact that he, he didn't take a hit by the fact that they're covered in grass. Yeah. We'll have to sniff it. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. What are we doing? I can almost see the note from the MPAA that's like make make the horse turds more grassy and less brownie. <laughs> I, I, I just want to know if Josh Jackson broke here. Because I'm not sure if it's him breaking or him just laughing at his own joke. Like I'm not sure what's happening here because it's, <laughs> he's just laughing at <laughs> the horse turds joke. Like, why are we laughing at this? <laughs> And then my favorite part, I just paused it, and Kitty Thompson's overreaction, and that's how we have the career in SNL for all these years, is that overreaction to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is so gross, though. The fact that they, they, they he's holding, at the end of the day, he's holding how it horse shit in his hand for a good, like, minute and a half. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Why didn't they go the whole, all the way and have him try to eat it? Probably the smell, and even he's not stupid enough to not know what some shit smells like. That might be what it is. That might be what it is. <laughs> you got to get that, you know, you got to have that moment. You got to have that that Austin Powers moment. Austin Powers by your shag me where he's oh like, God. where he, he's holding it the whole time, and then he ever. still goes for the sip of the, of the stool sample. <laughs> that is one of the grossest scenes in that entire franchise. <laughs> it's probably one of the grossest things I've ever seen. It's a bit nutty. Yes, I I actually felt bad for Joni over an off the power minute that she had to cover that scene. Like, I just felt bad because that was such a gross moment. <laughs> like, yeah. it would have been worse that I can think of when it comes to gross out scenes in movies that out of nowhere gross out scenes. Not like Jackass or anything like that. I'm talking about in movies like this. Is in like oh, what was it? Um, Van Wilder. That's why I included Van Wilder when they jerked off the dog and then put it into cannolis. And fed it to their rival group. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's <laughs> that was so gross. That's was, the college years. I literally walked out of the room watching the movie and came back. I was so grossed out by that. I'm like, come on, this is disgusting. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Oh, it, it's a funny movie. I really like the movie, but that scene is so fucking disgusting. <laughs> but um, anyway, I like the fact that he throws the bag at the cheerleaders that were messing with are messing with Linda earlier. And then they, they pour the bag out, 
and then they grow out and run. <laughs> yeah. And stampede. <laughs> we have a stampede. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down cafeteria pandemonium. Like, but the point is, why is everyone else running? Like, I understand why the football players, I don't know, the hockey players are running. I understand why the cheerleaders are running. Why is everyone else running? <laughs> that's, that's how stampedes work, you know? That's what killed Simba's dad. Oh, yeah, good point. Good point. Um, I do love the fact that Gover realizes it's the hockey team and is then looking for Charlie. Like, it's like, what's going on? What's happening? But this is still one of my favorite jokes of this entire sequence is where the drug city stops and sees Dean. And then they're all polite. They're all polite. They're all polite. And then we have a prat fall into a door. <laughs> I love that joke. It's, it's, it cracks me up every time I see this movie. <laughs> this is like one of the things... Like I was kind of talking, so it's like it's like a high school like dean, you know, like kind of relationship. But as they run up, there is like a cartoon sound effect of skidding to a stop. That's like, <laughs> then they they say the oh good day sir or whatever, and then as they start running, there's like a bullet ricocheting off a rock, like a and then there's a car revving sound effect. Like this is a real movie. <laughs> you just put cartoon sound effects into every scene <laughs> to make it funnier. Yeah, but I mean, like, the bullet ricocheting isn't even the right sound effect to select for that. Like, what kind of Foley archive were they going into? Like, the Warner Brothers one or something? Oh, my God. Yeah, it, it's really bad. That is really bad. <laughs> but if you said that ricochet, the first thing I think of um, is in WWE, there's a wrestler named Ricochet. And for some reason, they decided they needed to add a, a gun ricochet sound effect at the beginning of his theme music. And it still annoys me to this day. It's still yeah. annoying- because I love his theme music, and it still annoys me that they did, they did that. <laughs> oh yeah, But anyway, let's get back to the ice. We're I'm still trying to figure out what's going on here. So Julie ate too much crap. Is that what we're going on here? She ate way too much of the bad food. I don't want to yeah. try to say that. I don't want to try to say that. She ate too much of the junk food, and so she can't do laps. So she throws up. Is that what we're I- going on here? I was wondering, like, did they cut a scene where Goldberg, like, put, like, Epicac or something in that food? But then they were like, wow, that is way too mean <laughs> to yeah, be I, to do I, your I, own I, teammate. <laughs> she just ate too much? I'm sorry. I've eaten a lot. I, we, I played football. I played football for four years in high school. Yeah. And we used to have, like, these full-day summer camps at the end of August, like, the last week before they'd have the school open just for football and let us, like, keep running the school, like, for a week. And like they have the cafeteria open for us, and we eat a lot, and then go back outside, and the jogging, the, the, the sprinting would do burn off the food. We eat a lot of food. We've never gotten to the point where we threw up while running. Like that's not a thing that happened. So like, what what's happening here? <laughs> well, and then earlier when when he's showing her the donuts, she's acting like she's never tasted a donut or seen it. She's like, wow, this is really good. It's like like I think maybe the thing they didn't mention is that she's from like a like a all natural granola type, uh, you know, or organic health family. And she's never even seen a donut before. And that's yeah, like, why it's like upset her stomach. You can't just, yeah. She grew up in Maine. So maybe I can go with that. I can go with that. You know, like, um, it's the only way it makes sense. Right. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think like, that does make sense. I mean, I can see, I know people that grew up in households where like, you can't eat snacks or it'll, or it'll go right to your stomach. Like, I know people like that. 
But like, mm-hmm. I also know people that went to friends' houses and said, fuck it, ate anyway. So I don't understand the logic here that she never had a donut before. Like, I just can't get past that. Well, and so to the tonal thing, so we have all those cartoon sound effects. Then when we go to this scene, the music stops and it's like a serious skating scene. Then as she starts throwing up, it's also extremely over the top where it's like, Whoa! you know, like mm-hmm. like someone was having a lot of fun in the sound of making her throw up. It's, it is kind of like all back and forth on on whether or not they're learning life lessons or having the zaniest time of their life. Because you know what's also crazy about all the hockey stuff and the practices? They take these practices super serious. Like they, in this whole movie, they do take these practices like super serious, which is yeah. cool. I don't mind that. I think it's good for the concept they're doing. And they have a new coach. They got to take it a little more seriously. And I understand that. But you're right. And then in the background, you have Charlie and Fulton having like an actual legit like practice conversation, like a legit conversation. And then Julie's drinking in the background. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. And then the new coach who's all serious and doesn't do anything, he's the one that makes a joke about it. <laughs> I know. He's making a verbal joke, which I did not expect that. Yeah. Well, you know, that does help a little bit for him because he's so super serious that he does have a sense of humor. Yeah. Like, it's a dad joke, but fine. He has a sense of humor, which is that makes you like him a little bit more than he did before. You know? <laughs> but she's like throwing up and he's like, he's just like, what? You've got a furball? <laughs> like, not even, doesn't care. He's oh, like, whoa, are you it. okay? <laughs> and then Gobert comes in and compliments the joke. <laughs> Yeah. Come on. It's like I you saw what you did there. You got the throw up. You got her name's cat. You put it all together. It was beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> He's just getting the goal. Getting the goal. <laughs> um, so we're, we're continuing this theme that I've been trying to figure this out this entire movie. When was Charlie in the first two movies named Captain? He was never um, very captain seat at the beginning of this movie. I'm trying to figure this out. <laughs> uh I think oh wait, I remember. He was put in in the captain at the end of the second movie because they were uh, the, the 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 guy who hurt his arm got it better, right? Like he hurt his arm earlier, and then it got better, and out so they didn't have bank. enough Thanks, yeah, yeah. And they didn't have enough spots, and so and so he was like, "I'll be the captain and sit out that way because I did, I should be up here being like kind of the coach, really." Listen, coach, and then being okay, okay coach been, assistant, right? I've been trying to figure this out literally. Everyone coming on here, and we're trying to figure it out because he makes this they make this big deal of him being captain. Yeah, and if they play better in the last two movies that he was actually the captain all the way through those two movies, then this whole storyline would make a little bit more sense. <laughs> it's sort yeah. of like let's do something to piss off Charlie, but not actually do something that happened in the other two movies. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, they're like that could be a plot point, and that's what, like if if you were really a good captain, the other you know members of the team would be like, no, he's the captain. He always teaches us stuff. But instead, they're kind of like, yeah, we like him. Oh, never mind. I guess not. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, like they, they had him back for like a minute. Yeah, and then one minute. That was it. And that was it. <laughs> that was it. Wait, but Charlie's always the captain. Oh, he's not. Okay, never mind. I guess whoever. Yeah. Well, that was back when when they then Coach Ryan here was like the C on your jersey must stand for Charlie, not for Captain. <laughs> burn. That was a burn. <laughs> yeah. If only he had a really good comeback to that. I know. Um, I, I think he was just surprised. I think he was more surprised than anything else. <laughs> We're like, uh, no, that it's for captain. You don't put the name of, do you not know that you don't put the first initial of your first name on the front of your jersey? <laughs> um, so this is actually a really good teaching lesson in this movie mm-hmm. that is totally taken away with a Averman pack fall <laughs> when he says freeze. <laughs> totally yeah. taken away. Like, Averman, why did you have to do a pratfall here? 
then they added a line there where he's like, I did freeze, which I, I feel like was also along with the sound effects. That was like, can, can we make this scene a little funnier? I feel like they might've tested this movie and it wasn't testing that well. And they're like, like they were like, nobody was taking it like at the way they wanted it. It's usually like, we got to get this movie to like appeal to younger audiences. And I think the reason why is because if, if the kids that they've been watching it at first were the only people watching it, they would want it more like scaled up and more mature. But the right. problem is a lot of people that were watching the third one also just follow the first two because they're always on TV. So it doesn't mean that you were the right age during the first one also so that you grew up. In fact, I think a lot of people that were high school age, like older high school now, wouldn't watch the third Mighty Ducks because they'd be like, I'm too old for that. And the people that still wanted to watch it were the kids. And they probably realized that was actually their target audience all along. But the movie was already made. And so they tried to do it in editing instead. That is a good point that I didn't even think of. That is a very good point. Because you're right. The, I was in it great. So I'm still old enough for I think my the dash up with this movie. It's not that big of a deal. But you're right. If someone was in it great when D2 came, D1 movie came out, and now you're almost a senior in high school, you're not going to see a Mighty Ducks movie in the movie theater. Yeah, <laughs> be like, this one's more of a, of a high school drama with like inspirational, like real hockey in it. And it would be like, well, but this Mighty Ducks movie still. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because I'm just thinking about, you're right, because it's four years between the first movie and this movie. So you're right, a freshman, in, like an eighth grader, who saw this movie like on the start of the summer, and before his freshman year, is not going to go see this movie in October of his senior year. Like, that's not something that's going to happen. You know? Yeah, so most of the people that were probably interested in seeing it was like a kid that just saw the first two and was like, "Oh, the third one in that series," but they don't yeah. want to go. And, and I remember like that was kind of my impression, like, "Oh, Coach Bombay's gone, and everybody's like uh, more serious." I don't know. <laughs> Is that what you That's want? A good point. That's a good point. Like, it's, I, you're right. You're putting a different perspective on this for me because you're. Right. I didn't think about it from that right because again, I was at the right age range for this movie. Mm-hmm. I was right at the perfect age range when this movie came out. So yeah, yeah same. Yeah, it's a good point. So, but here we go. We actually have legitimate hockey lessons here. Like, legitimate hockey lessons. <laughs> and he starts actually talking about defense. It's legit. And I completely respect this move. Especially after their, after their, after what's going on here. And I, I do like this. I love the fact that he's so annoyed by Charlie. He's so annoyed by Charlie that he puts him in the penalty box. I'm sorry. I love that so much. <laughs> the thing about the penalty box is every time you go in there, it's like they allow so much attitude. Like, like so even in this, it's like you still get to like throw your stick and you throw your gloves in the corner and you get to like huff. And they're just like, it's just part of being in the penalty box. Exactly. But like, like that's the kind of attitude that like as a coach or a, like a teacher or whatever that you would hate to see is like put someone in the corner and then be like, whatever. But that's like, but that's, that's hockey. It's hockey. And what's funny about it is like he's in the penalty box for talking his talking and talking his making his opinion. But at the same time, he's a new coach. Give him a chance to teach you. Like give him a chance. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. come on here. He's just making excuses. Yeah. yeah like, Charlie is kind of too cocky in this one. I kind of I kind of agree with everyone's perspective on the, I mean, like, like, still time. Like, why is he so cocky in this movie? Like, I don't I think, get it. <laughs> I think in universe, that's why the team probably doesn't stand up for it. They're like, no, Charlie's the boss. And then he's like acting like that. And they're like, oh, come on, Charlie. <laughs> Can't yeah, be like I, that. We were talking about that too since the beginning. It's like, why? I noticed like right off the bat, he comes off so snotty. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're the captain of, of a team that's new in this school. And I get it. But you're new. You're the new guy. So yeah. why are you acting like this the entire time? And Coach O'Reilly has a total, you know, Professor Snape arc going on too, where he like seems like the villain at first, but but he comes around to 
to to who is looking out and he actually is good. Yeah, well, Which he's, is, good, he's a good coach. Like he's a looking at yeah. adult, He's a very good coach. Like he's very good because he's not really wrong. <laughs> I'm so sad I won't be here to talk about the scene where they like sneak in and watch him skating with his daughter. I know, I it's so bizarre. It's a sweet scene, though. It's a sweet scene. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is, but like, the, like I wouldn't notice that there's only two other people in this whole arena, and there's usually nobody in there. They're just oh, staring boy. right there talking about him. Oh boy, that makes no sense. Anyway, that, that's, I shouldn't spoil that. That's right. That doesn't make any sense. You're right. Absolutely right. But here, this actually makes sense. Um, unlike scoring, defense never quits. That makes sense. Yeah. And if you play good defense, you need one thing above me. I do love the fact that Avermaid plays off the I better start for the W joke <laughs> from the beginning. <laughs> Averman's still funny. I also like his what what one thing do all great teams have in common? He's like, great coaching. He's like, don't suck up to me, Averman. I love the fact that Coach Ryan is on to him now. He's on to Averman now. Can you imagine if that really was his speech? What does all great teams have in common? A great coach. That's me. You're great now. Done. (laughs) Horrible inspiration. Um so he's talking about confidence. And now this, I, I actually almost want to put this on a t-shirt because this is such a great like way of looking at things. Mm-hmm. It says, because it's not just about hockey. Actually, it's pretty easy to be confident when you have control of the puck, which is very true. It's such a true way, but it's very difficult to keep that confidence when you got to take whatever strength bounces life throws at you, throws your way. Yeah. Wow. That's an inspirational quote right there. I like it. And it's a... <laughs> It's a good theme for the whole movie because Charlie's being taken away from his control of the team. Uh, you know, they're in a new environment where they're not in control. The other team is really more cocky and and they're like, they're trying to learn how to do it, especially for Charlie to like give up control and still have the like, confidence to be a, like a good performer and athlete and, and like work on his skills, even if no one's like praising him and looking up to him at that moment. Exactly. And what's cool about it here is like, this is a life lesson. This is not just a hockey lesson. That's where you have a good coach. Like my football coach was like this, where he'd give you advice, but you can actually use it in the real world. Like mm-hmm. it's not just something you're learning, using on the field. You know, I, I, that's the kind of great coach that I like. Like you don't have coaches like this that often that you actually want to, you know, listen to what they say. It's very Herb Brooksy, where like you're going to use that stuff in your future, in the future. You know, you use those ridiculous phrases and ridiculous statements in the future. Right. Or that coach from the Bulls that seemed like he had a lot of. Bill Jackson. Yeah. He had a lot of that, like, kind of intertwined, like, life Zen philosophy going into the basketball. Yeah. I noticed that. I noticed that in the last dance. Like, he would just randomly throw these things, like, wait, he just said that randomly in the middle of a practice? Like, what? Like, where did that come from? Seems like an interesting guy, yeah. Yeah, like I never, I, I played actually the Bulls back then, but I didn't really, you know, pay attention. I wasn't a big basketball guy, but I watched the last dance. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is a lot. Like, this is a lot crazier than I thought. Yeah, <laughs> the Last Dance on Netflix uh, about Michael Jordan and the '90s Bulls. Yes, Great time to watch, even if you don't know anything about it. If you were alive during that time and you were peripherally aware of Michael Jordan, you'll it'll be really cool to watch that documentary for you, even if you're not a basketball person, because I, I enjoyed it a lot. Be warned, it is TVMA. <laughs> TVMA, there was a lot of cursing in there that I did not expect, because I watched it on ESPN. When I first oh, yeah. ESPN, I DVR'd it, 
and I was watching it before I went to work. I did not expect all the cursing on ESPN. <laughs> I did not expect it. And I remember they put the first episode up. And it was on ESPN. But they didn't tell anybody that it was going to be cursing. They didn't tell anybody. So the second episode was then on ESPN and ESPN2 censored. <laughs> oh, yeah. So kids, maybe skip that one. Also, you probably don't remember the 90s Bulls. You probably have no idea what your parents are watching right now anyway. You have no idea. <laughs> You're just like, who's that tall guy who's on the airplane slinging Hanes underwear with a Hitler mustache? That's Michael Jordan, kids. The funniest part is that people are like 23. I don't know that 23. I'm a LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> That's the LeBron generation. Star of Space Jam 1? Yes, the original Space Jam. <laughs> Why is your Space Jam 2 coming out, by the way? Why is that a thing happening this year? <laughs> Why is that a thing? <laughs> That's actually happening this year. It's on HBO Max schedule. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, the first one wasn't as good as I remember, so I think the second one could actually live up to it. But can they live up to Michael Jordan in the 1990s? Probably not. Probably not. Well, the funny part was I rewatched that when Space Jam Minute was going on, just because I'm listening to the show. I was rewatching. I was like, wow, this isn't good at all. This is not good. It's, not it's a, a very, <laughs> very poorly structured film. Like I enjoyed it when I was a kid, but this is bad. It's not good at all. <laughs> yeah so great soundtrack though yes fantastic soundtrack i think i opened a show with one of the, the monster scene recently just because i wanted to because it was during i watched the movie i'm like oh i want to use the monster scene to open up the podcast <laughs> i'm gonna use that for an episode <laughs> um anyway we, we, we our ending of this minutes is um charlie coming out and talking to linda on the bench door the beginning of their meet cute officially they're official oh right the official get to know you meet cute <laughs> here but she, he calls her a snob because he, she doesn't want to talk to him because he's an athlete. No, you're, she, she, she doesn't like you because you came up really, really, really cocky earlier when you talked to her. That is why she doesn't want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you probably heard of me. I'm the best athlete in this school. So you want to go out or what? That's pretty much what happened. That's pretty much what he did. That's yeah. <laughs> what he did. He said, I'm the captain of the, I'm happy to the new JV squad. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> The thing Charlie has got to learn is it's easy to have confidence when you already have a girlfriend, but when you don't, you need to uh, be careless, but also not be too careful. Well played. Well played. Well played. But it's funny for looking at him, it's like, this is, this is Pacey Winter. Like, this is literally Pacey. This is not Charlie Conway right now. This is what it's going to be in two years. This is literally what it's going to become right here. Because there's that smile and everything else there. Like, it's there. It's all ready to go. He's about yeah. to steal a lot of women's hearts in about a year or so. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, I'm a, the thing about me is I'm not a defenseman. I'm a scorer. And she's like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Not at all. You're going to become... As, as I saw on a, um, what was I watching? I think I was watching a Miss Mojo video and they said, the boyfriend that nobody can live up to. That's who you're going to turn into on off the screen. That's what you're going to turn into. <laughs> oh, man. Well, th- we'll continue on these five minutes, on the next five minutes next week, where I have um, the mega all-star Mike Donovan coming back and for the first time, Luke Allen coming on the show next week. But as for we finish up this week's show, let's ask the question to you what we're asking everybody. What is your craziest or funniest high school story? Uh, high school story. Well, I went to a high school in Australia. Wow. 
That's different from everybody else. That's different from everybody else. Why were you in Australia? Why were you in Australia? That's just where I lived at the time. And uh, wow. <laughs> but I don't know if this counts as as a as really there's a thing in in western australia in in perth called leavers which is when you're graduating there's this island off the off the coast that has like a bunch of condos on it or little houses that you can rent okay i'm intrigued go (laughs) (laughs) after after graduation there's like a a a lottery or raff yeah lottery is the right word so you everyone enters into their to get it to to this lottery thing and then they select people to win and then what they do is every house on that island is allowed to be rented out by people that just graduated high school you have to have just graduated to do it and so the whole island is just like a party there's like bands playing and djs and just people running around and uh, (laughs) yeah and there's like a a really you know well-stocked liquor store over there and uh and everyone just having i was like 18 so that's the drinking age so uh but having but you weren't allowed to drink out in public and but i was really drunk so so i went out there i was like we went going from house to house kind of like saying hi to people that we didn't know catching up with them and uh and i thought well i don't want to get caught so i'm gonna pour this uh whiskey and coke i have into into a can that way that way they don't know that I am drinking when the, when the cops see me, I'll be able to just walk around with it. And then the okay, cop yeah. came over and he was like, I was, I was walking and he spotted me right away. And he was like, he was like, what, what, what is that? And I was like, nothing. He's like, it looks like a beer. And I was like, oh, I looked at it. I poured the Coke and whiskey into a beer can. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, I, didn't get, I didn't get in trouble though. They were, they were really nice. They just made me pour it out. And That's walk funny. Away shame. <laughs> That's really funny. That's really, really funny. That's good. I like that. But I know my senior, my graduation, for, for some reason, my high school trusted our class for some reason. I don't know why to this day. And trust me, that's a lot of my stories coming from my senior year because a lot of that stuff happened my senior year. But um, I don't know why my, my school trusted us as much as they did. I don't have a clue. We were the last class they actually really trusted. <laughs> There's a reason for that. But um, after graduation, they gave us a, like this massive party. Like they threw this massive like overnight party for us. <laughs> it was called Project Graduation, and we all got on buses and we went to like they had this big dance party for us because we were all dressed up still from graduation, and so we all went there. What we didn't know is that like, one bus of people had apparently they had E on the bus, so they were taking that at the dance part. Yeah. <laughs> and then some people were removing alcohol and everything. That's fine. They alcohol. I didn't know this. So then I found out that one of my friends took something at the dance. And I didn't know this. I wasn't with him. I was with my girlfriend most of the time. So I wasn't really paying attention to it. You know what I mean? So Was I he being not, a way better listener than usual? Yeah, like I'm hanging out with my girlfriend, just hanging out with my girlfriend. Like, why not? Right? And my best friends. Like, oh yeah, the whole different people. We haven't gonna see a lot of us. You know? And it's like maybe midnight at this point, we're all hanging out. And we get back on the buses because they have one more stop for us to go to. And they get us to a hotel with a pool. Which, by the way, then it went to 17 and 18 year olds to a hotel with a pool, which one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Because I literally went to pictures of like these really attractive teenage girls hung out in bikinis in my photo album. Like, it's such a ridiculous concept. So I'm like, what are we doing? Like, why are we doing I did not, we did not get home until seven in the morning from this crazy night out that the school paid for. 
Like, wow. what are you, like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then I get, that, I get all the pictures back because people, this is before digital photography. You had to develop your photos. You had to actually go develop your photos. So I wake up around 2 30 in the afternoon and I have like six rolls of film sitting next to my bed from graduation and the graduate graduation. And I'm like, one hour photo it is. I forget the one hour photo. Everybody develop. I look at the photos. My one of my best friends has these red eyes. I'm asking, I'm calling, like, dude, you're right. Like, I'm hungover. I'm like, from what? He's like, I may have taken some drugs last night. (laughs) Come on, dude. What are you doing? (laughs) What a liability nightmare for the school. I I, I still don't. Trust me, there'll be an episode here where I talk about our trip to Vermont, which is a whole different thing that we we did as a senior class. That I still don't understand why they allowed us to do that trip. (laughs) That'll be a story for another episode. I haven't gotten to it yet, but I will. I guarantee I will. <laughs> the drinking age should be 18. So that way, when you're out of high school, you can drink instead of making everyone in America a criminal for three years. <laughs> or have parents. What, what, what does that do for anyone? Or have parents that are really cool and say, you can drink at the houses, don't leave. Yeah. Why well, I said I went to high school in Australia, so I was able to drink when I turned 18. Then I moved back to America, and I was now not of age again. <laughs> That was yeah, I, I, we had I felt a little entitled. Yeah, like my parents didn't care as long as I didn't go anywhere or I was walking. Like yeah. they didn't really because I had I was in a small town, so everything was in walking distance. So like if I went drinking, as long as I walked home, they really didn't care, which Good is God. cool. You know what I mean? That's cool. Like I had cool parents like that as long as I wasn't driving. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's where we wrap things up here today. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you, where they can hear your hear your voice on a regular basis? Oh, uh, nowhere on a regular basis, but I do Calvin and Hobbes cast about every strip of Calvin and Hobbes. I do the off five about the office. And I also do the sex and the city of the podcast about sex in the city. So if you're interested in any of those, you probably <laughs> like those. They're all highly erratic on release date though. So yeah. Well, I didn't, I knew you did the sex in the city show. That's funny. That's, where the hell that one come from? Where did that come from? <laughs> uh, Addie and I, who do the off, I've got tired of the office, so we switched over to Sex of the City, but there's no listeners really over there, and now we're, I think we're switching back. <laughs> going going back to the greener pasture we were already on, apparently. I, I've, I, I've only watched a few episodes of Sex in the City in my life, and that's only because I had female friends that yeah. watched the show, and one of them, which I was trying to hook up with, and I was watching a Sex in the City episode with her, and nothing ever happened, but like... <laughs> <laughs> on that episode of sex in the city <laughs> well, i watched i tried to watch it with her I, I watched it with her because i tried to hang out with her and nothing ever happened with me and her yeah like whatever so you've been burned by sex in the city and that person mm-hmm. i have been that's a whole different story <laughs> a whole different <laughs> situation so anyway let's wrap up out of here so you can find me over on the south show every single friday as well as on this show on all podcasting platforms shows on fridays um but, but see where i'm going to promote you today i'm going to promote you over to spotify Spotify. You can stream both shows on Spotify. There you go. Perfect. Um, I say that because I'm everywhere and I try to pick a new place every single show. <laughs> I don't have any place to promote. So there you go. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for fun. having me. Great to talk about Mighty Ducks, the new class. Yes. And thank you for coming on for all three movies. So that's all. Awesome. Yeah. Trilogy yeah. done. Yes. You're one of the few that made it all through all three for all three movies. So very cool. <laughs> Which is why I said all-star, because I there's not many all-stars this season. That's all that what the all-star left is. It's the people that made it through all three movies. Yeah. So, this C cool. on my shirt, 
stands for Charlie. <laughs> all right. On that note, see you all next week. Thank you Bye-bye. for listening and have a good day, everybody. And when everyone says it can't be done, ducks fly together.